Eric, what's going on, my man? Thanks so much for, for being here. Yeah, great. Great to be here. Awesome, bro. So probably the best place to start. I mean, you're obviously, what, 15 years old and you've been able to raise $20 million. So can you kind of tell us like where, you know, your whole, I guess, entrepreneurial journey started and how you kind of went down this, this path? Yeah, I guess just posting it for the bathroom. But other than that, it's like uh, basically I started... I was like during quarantine on, you know, super bored. Indiana's like sort of like the middle of nowhere. And I basically got my first computer, right? And I, you know, just made a bunch of Roblox videos on it. And like, you know, during then I saw this club called Hack Club. You know, it was this like, obviously like this this uh, club from this like online high school that was like really smart. And I got inside there, got banned on the first day. And some people thought it was funny. So they uh, they took me in their community and they were like really smart people. And, you know, son of Elon was there and a ton of really, really cool people. I kind of just went off from there. A few things I've done since then, you know, ran one of the biggest machine learning hackathons with the son of Elon Musk, backed by Elon Musk. I was founding team in the climate fintech that got acquired for seven figures. Was legal and intern because I was 13 back then, couldn't really get a job legally. Uh, but basically got them on the same press release as one of their competitors. And they ended up getting acquired, which is pretty cool. And then after that, I uh, started my own company, which is an ed tech. Uh, scaled it to 49,000 people on a wait list, about 50 schools. Uh, we blew up a poll in. Um, you know, had a partnership with the University of Warsaw and that got acquired last year. And after that, just chilled for a, a bit, kind of, you know, became a venture scout. Uh, and, you know, we uh, saw how inefficient it was because we used PitchBook, right? And like PitchBook was like really good for like M&A, private equity and hedge funds. Really bad if you're investing in early stage startups, right? So anything like pre-series B, um, just because so much of the early signals are so subjective. Uh, like something that we do is like, let's just say, you know, uh, you're an AI fund, right? And someone leaves from like open AI and they start a new company. You're really the first one to know through us. So there's like massive data engine of startups. I have over like uh, 12.5 million startups in our database. Um, I'm still growing. And yeah, we raised a little bit over a million in the bathroom of our school. We're backed by people like the founder of GitHub, you know, uh, Joe Lonsdale, he let her deal with ABC, which is the co-founder of Palantir. Um, also owners of Sacramento Kings. Uh, we had Sequoia Scout Fund. They're a pretty big fund. And then also, um, you know, uh, I mean, Eric Bond from Hustle Fund and a ton of really cool people that I'm probably forgetting right now. Um, but yeah, and then uh, on the side, I run a $20 million fund called Bachmany Capital. Uh, super agnostic, just really investing wherever it's cool. Like we invested in companies like Juneshine, you know, um, Radiant Aerospace. Um, I guess we also invested in Fireflies and some other cool companies. So yeah, just uh, it's just, uh, just chilling, just building. So yeah. It's crazy, man. You've done more than most people do in a whole lifetime. You're only 15. Like that's, it's Bro, pretty damn bathroom, bathroom carries, you know. So tell me about the bathroom. So is that like, was that kind of the catalyst of how this all happened? It kind of got you a lot of attention. Like how did that all work? Actually, it was kind of my accident because what happened was like, um, I would go to the uh, janitor's closet and I would take calls there uh, because like funds usually take calls from like nine to five, right? And school goes from nine to five. Um, so mostly calls have to be inside school. So I would initially go to the janitor's closet and take my call, but then the janitor kicked me out and then I just went to the bathroom and, you know, just took the call there and kind of stuck. And earlier this year, I convinced my counselor that like urinary issues, so I could co so I could go to the bathroom whenever, um, mm -hmm. you know, or like peeing issues. And, uh, yeah, so, um, that, you know, went on for a while, I hired this kid from our school. So he hacked the grade system back in middle school. And I was like, holy shit, you're really smart. And we just co-work in the bathroom all the time. You know, there's like a ton of pictures. Um, and then, um, you know, recently I got, uh, the principal saw, saw me on Facebook, which is like kind of fucked, but, uh, yeah, basically the principal saw me on Facebook and then, um, so like, oh wait, I know this kid. And, uh, yeah, now I, I got my bathroom privileges taken away. So like 
every single time it, they, they got mad at me it was the transcript was hilarious of like how because my school is very anti against studying a company and that kind of stuff which is insane right it's interesting um but basically um you know now whenever i have to go to the bathroom um my teacher has to call the principal then the principal has to send someone down to get me and then pick me up to go to the bathroom which is insane wait but, so you're telling me that that is still happening to this day um it, it started happening like two months ago so it, it makes so even with all the stuff that you've done right your school doesn't like think oh my god that's amazing what eric's done they think, absolutely hate it oh my god man have you thought about changing schools or no, I mean, I'm probably going to do online next year, but this shit makes good content, you know? <laughs> like, um, well, then. <laughs> every single time someone writes an article about me or like some, I go on a podcast or a tweet blows up, I get called down to the principal's office. So, you know, like <laughs> like every single time, like I go to the principal's office or like get a pass to the principal's office, I know it's like a tweet banged or something. So, you know, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, no, it's crazy, man. Like how's your life changed since you like sort of did all this stuff? Like, Obviously, by the sounds of it, from what you said, you kind of got started like when you were like 13 or so. Like, do you still like live with your parents? Like, you know, are you driving like a land? Like, tell me how your life's kind of changed. Um, I guess it's been a lot more interesting. Um, before it was just like either be a doctor, be a lawyer. My mom wanted me to be a doctor. My dad wanted me to be a surgeon. So, you know, it's like probably a lot different than like, you know, if I didn't start, I guess, like that kind of stuff. And it's been more exciting. Like, I've been able to meet a ton of really cool people. Um, you know, all of whom from like people that I used to look up like childhood nostalgia, like people that I used to look like very, very up upon, um, you know, and that kind of stuff. Um, and then you know, celebrities and that kind of stuff. So I guess I've been able to meet a ton more cool people. Um, I mean, you know, realistically, I don't really care about the. I guess I mean money is interesting, but like once you have like a certain amount, it's just like simplistic is always really better, right? And that kind of stuff, and not you know. There's like some stuff that I could get you, but also like at the end of the day, you don't really need much, right? To do that. You just need the network and you need access, right? That's like the main things that people need. You, you know, Lambo is probably only going to make you happy for like one or two days, right? Um, you know, but it's like, I don't know. I was just super heads on building and, you know, work a ton. I guess, yeah, like I've just been able to, that's not like a long caveat, but I basically just, you know, uh, got to meet like a ton of really, really cool people. And that's like made the main thing that's really changed, right? And then also... I guess like, yeah, it's just been working a ton. So, yeah, I mean, you've definitely got your head switched on because I think most 15 year olds, if they got, you know, money would, you know, be calling it a quit, calling it quits. Like, yeah, I'm going to go retire on an island, take some girl. Like, you know, so I really respect the fact that you're really focused on building and like continuing to go. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Like, where does that come from for you? You know, when you like think about some things, right? It's like, okay, if you're going to retire, you're going to get bored. Like, there's only like, you know, if, if you like experience, I guess like I've got to experience a ton of, like I've gotten to experience a ton of different things, right? Like I've been able to go to San Francisco. I got, you know, I've been in penthouses and that kind of stuff. And I've seen more money than I've ever seen, right? Especially with raising for funds and that kind of stuff. Like you're dealing with the richest people of the world. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of high net worth people that have a lot of money, which is crazy. Um, but I guess like at the end of the day, like, yeah, you could like piss off and go to an island, right? And that kind of stuff. It's not hard to do. Um, but you know, are you gonna be bored for the rest of your life, right? You know, like you, yeah. Like, but it's also like having a north star of like what you want to do, right? Like realistically, like what's your goal? If you like don't have a goal and you know that kind of stuff, you're not gonna live something that's pretty interesting, right? So, correct. Well, what's your north star? 
Uh, I mean, my North Star, I guess, like, just build the coolest thing. I guess, like, the more people you meet, the more of, like, a vision you're going to get, right? And, like, I don't really speculate too much. Just because, like, three years ago, I thought I was going to be a doctor. Like, two years ago, I thought I was going to do nonprofits for, like, the next 10 years. And now I'm building a company. So I guess it's it's way too hard to speculate. And, like, I'm meeting a ton of people and that kind of stuff. And, you know, they're giving really good feedback. It's just keeping really good people on your side, right? And that kind of stuff. Um, That could kind of, like, drive you in the right direction. I guess like being with smarter people, you're going to have, you know, more things to think about. And you're also going to have more things to like, um, you know, they're like, oh, holy shit, they're really smart, right? How can I improve or get on that level and have sort of like ambition? Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's no, definitely. There's like a lot of high net worth, like, ne- you know, nepotism is like a great example, right? You know, a lot of them don't end up well is because they're, they've grown up incredibly rich and they did, you know, they thought they hit their limit, right? And like the limit's incredibly high and most people mm-hmm. don't work to that, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Did you ever, like, I don't know if you still might, but, like, did you ever feel intimidated being around these really high net worth people? Of course, like, first thing for everything is, like, very, you're going to be nervous, right? First time you go to, like, a mansion, you're like, holy crap, this is insane. You know, same thing as, like, first thing time you meet with a VC or first time you meet with a celebrity, first time you meet with, you know, I guess, like, anyone, right? You know, it's, it's always intimidating. But, like, as long as you, like, keep your mental, like, soft like stable and like you're like okay you know what uh i guess like keep it tame and that kind of stuff um and then also like share ideas like at the end of the day they're they're really the same people as you right you know they just experience more stuff they know more a lot of different stuff um and that kind of stuff it's really like a lot of like people they're like oh you know this person's like older than me right and that kind of stuff i'm afraid to talk to them i mean i talked to too many adults right or like too many (laughs) old people it's crazy um but uh yeah um i guess it's just like don't be intimidated just be be chill right and and that at the end of the day they're people they just have more experiences and that kind of stuff um have a good conversation right mm-hmm. no nah, definitely it's like you know repeated exposure leads to acceptance as they say and it's like the first time you do something yeah it can be a little intimidating yeah. but yeah like you you know we're humans we adapt so that's that's really cool but i'm curious like for you like what is it like how do you actually build a company while you're in school right like i mean i find that so hard to comprehend because i'm like you know building my company and you know I, I work all day so like can't imagine having to do school as well you like up all night type of thing or yeah I do sleep pretty late um which is like kind of shit but uh bathroom kind of carried for a long time um but other than that you know it's been like we hired six full-time people um we, we got a we got a house in San Francisco for the summer and you know I'm gonna do a bit of traveling and that kind of stuff um but yeah um I guess like bathroom kind of carries, right? You know, this is where workspace is. Uh, but yeah, just wherever you can, right? That's like going to be the main thing. Mm-hmm. No, correct. And like, what what would you say has, you know, if you were giving advice to someone who's your age and like trying to, you know, start out, like what, what kind of advice would you give them? That's the ego. Um, a lot of people are like looking for press, a lot of people that when once you build something cool, people are going to look for you, right? You don't want to go out and you don't want to go like, oh, you know, hey, like, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. And like, that's why a lot of like kids um have a very high ego and, you know, sort of like know your limits, but also like, um I guess like have like a, ha- have like a sense, right? Because a lot of people are like, oh, once you have your first win, they're going to be very arrogant. You're going to rub off, right? Everyone has this stage, especially when you're young, you're going to have like this ego stage where you're like, oh, I'm the best person that's, that's ever walking or I'm smarter than everyone, right? It's really, really good, but you it's good to have that, but you can't sound arrogant, right? And especially when you're meeting with people, a lot of people are very, very impressive out there. Um, you just have to keep it low so it's less arrogant and just be more friendly, right? 
people would prefer a friendly person over an arrogant person every single day. And, you know, if you like keep your ego down, be incredibly nice, um, you know, be respected, I guess, like network effects, word get passed, word get uh, gets passed around a lot, right? And that kind of stuff. And it's also like, do it different than everyone else. Like if everyone's like doing the same thing, I guess like do it different. It's all, it's always a cliche advice that actually works out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree, man. Like, being able to... But like, you got to experience it for yourself, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Keeping the ego in check is important because yeah, like I said, I can only imagine other kids of your age and like, yeah, like, you know, they do something semi-cool, they're looking just to become famous and then, you know, all this stuff. Whereas you're like, I like your philosophy. Yeah, at least it's ambitious. Yeah, for sure. But I like your philosophy on like, you know, actually building a cool product where the press comes to you versus you going out looking for the press. Yeah, I think that's, that's, um, that's awesome. And like, with that said, like, founder's ego, right? Like, press at the end of the day, I mean, I guess it could build customer credibility and that kind of stuff. But it's also going to, you know, like I have like a lot of kids that come to me and like, how do you get press or you know, that, that kind of stuff, right? It's just like, and then they just build something cool and then, you know, people come to you, right? Eventually when it's like worth picking up. Mm-hmm. Like when you're looking, like when you're investing in these companies now, like you mentioned like Fireflies and stuff, like obviously I feel like your frame is like you want to invest in something cool. Like, is there anything else that you kind of look for when you're, you know, investing in? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, first of all, we're running a fund, right? It's also business at the same time. Um, like how, how venture model works. Um, I'm going to cancel for saying this. It's like you invest in 60 companies to then work out, you know, it returns a whole nother fund. Venture is all about probability. You have to find 60 companies that are really good to them, you know, returns a whole nother fund. And you have to do that repeatedly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to find really, really solid companies. Um, and really like personally, I do more data and enterprise software deals and that kind of stuff just because that's where you know, most of the multiples come in, but also it's like, um, I'm really interested in deep tech. Like this is something that I really, you know, find interesting, right? Like, um, you know, special computing and like that kind of stuff, um, you know, or, or like just deep tech projects, right? Uh, telepathy, like these are things that I'm interested in that I find incredibly cool and incredibly fascinating. They're also very, very capital intensive. So like that's where most legitimate people are just because their life cycles like five, 10 years and they're basically building this ultimatum vision, right? Like if we're trying to build like helium energy or like, you know, a reusable energy or like if you're trying to build a jetpack, right? Like these are pretty cool products that would accelerate society forward. So mm-hmm. yeah, cool. So really investing in things that are gonna, yeah, really make a difference in the world, not just, you know, make a quick buck. Yeah. No, uh, it's just like GBD models or like, or like AI wrappers, you know, but like, it's an interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, like maybe the last question, it's kind of a random question, but it's, I always like to ask this question. If you if someone gave you a hundred thousand dollars like cash today that you have to spend in the next twenty four hours and you have to spend it on yourself, what would you spend it on? What can what what can you spend it on that could also not that a liquid? Um, let's see. Um, I don't know. It's a it's actually a really good question. I've never I've never been asked that before. Uh, okay, so you can't invest any of it, right? No, no, no investing. Like it's purely like here's a hundred grand. Go to the shopping mall, go buy a car. Like, and but it has to be on you. Can't donate it. Can't donate it. Okay, you can't donate it. What if I bought a thousand burgers or a few hundred thousand? How, how many burgers can you buy? A hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, if a burger is let's say like five dollars, you could get twenty for a hundred. Twenty for two hundred. You, you can get what? around 20,000 burgers. You 20, like 000. burgers that much? No, I mean, it's just random. It's like, you know, maybe maybe 20,000 bananas. I don't know. Uh, 
It would actually be funny because I mean, a hundred thousand dollars, you like spend it away on like bananas and that kind of stuff. That would be interesting. Uh, that's a that's a Mr. Beast style thing right there. That's Mr. Bought... Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his manager is really cool. Um, yeah, like buying I don't know a few hundred thousand bananas and then just pranking my friends. <laughs> it's priceless. I mean, a hundred thousand dollars is a lot, but like you know, it, I did something funny with it. Like I don't know, I don't really spend that much. I'm like I, I don't know. I just like. What do you need to live? It's like food. I mean, I already have shelter, right? You know, and then uh, at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know. I, I actually don't like fancy clothes. I, I would just like whatever's comfortable, Um, you know, but yeah, it's like kind of cliche though. So I don't think it's like, cliche, man. Like, I think if you look at the most successful people in the world, like realistically, none of them care about fashion, designer things like, you know, besides yeah, celebrities, hard. they, they yeah. just want to, you know, and it's very true. Like, you know, decision fatigue right like people are like oh why does mark zuckerberg wear the same thing why did you know uh steve jobs wear the same turtleneck go to the cupboard pull out a shirt same shirt every day doesn't doesn't matter i, I don't think it really goes down to just i i get i don't think it goes on decision I, I feel like a lot of that is bullshit i feel like it's just culture because like you know like la and that kind of stuff right if you're going to be in a culture where everyone's flexing and everyone's wearing Lambo, of course you're going to want Lambo, right? But let's just hear an asset where everyone dresses up like shit and they have like more money in their bank accounts than, you know, they, they could account, right? Like, you know, it, it's, it's just, right. guess, you could be right. Yeah. I never looked at yeah. it like that. I feel like it's culture because like, you, you know, it's like people in the Midwest are like, you know, more tamed and that kind of stuff. Like they're, they have a different aesthetic or, or way of living life versus people in like San Francisco or LA, right? Where it's like, oh, I'm going to build a tech company and that kind of stuff. Same with like how it dresses too. It's like, you know, you, you could noticeably see which, you know, where, where they're sort of like from, right? Either they're from a city or they're from a rural area. But I guess like thing that they do. So, uh, yeah, I feel like it's more of a culture thing than it, than like anything. I, you know, it's like, yeah, or like preference. But yeah, there's like some celebrities that dress like shit. So, um, yeah, I why? saw this picture yeah. of Kanye West yesterday, which was literally looked like he was wearing like some soccer shin guard shoes that were like a slide as well. Like I, I couldn't even comprehend the outfit. It looked like it was from Star <laughs> Wars fashion. or something. Hey, that's, that's, that's modern fashion. You could, you could put like a banana and like say, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you could sell it, right? Yeah. I mean, probably like, like my type of fashion. Yeah. It's just like perception. There's like a ton of different like niches. It's just like, you got to realize like tech is just so small and like, there's just so many different things, right? Business is just so small. There's like doctors, there's celebrities, so on and so forth, right? And you just have to like figure out, okay, you know what? Like, don't be, I guess, like, be a generalist versus like specialist because at the end of the day, you're not only going to be in business, right? And you're going to have to be dealing with a ton of people, right? And it's just like, you know, it's just like a very, very small bubble. Like, if I mentioned someone, you know, someone that's like famous in business, they're not going to be, doc, doctors are not going to know that, right? And that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And like, most successful people are out of, uh, you know, out of business. And like target all different niches. Like everyone knows Elon. Everyone knows Bill Gates. Everyone, you know, that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. it's really, that's it's actually really a good different. point. Because I was actually going to ask a question, semi-selfish question. Because I feel like, you know, you're so young. I feel like you think really big. Like what advice would you give to someone like myself on like, you know, how to really think big and like build something like cool and epic? If you want to build something big and epic, I guess it's like a problem that you like really have, right? And that kind of stuff. I guess like think a lot Um Talk to a lot of really smart people. They're going to like tell you a ton of different stuff, right? Like that I've been interested in is like, I don't know, like AI alignment or that kind of stuff or like artificial mm -hmm. general intelligence, right? Like just think about these problems and like, I mean, you know, talk talk to a bunch of people with that and that kind of stuff. And like, if you like are with smarter people, right? 
like they're they're going to talk about a bunch of different other things and like world is complex there's just so many things outside right where like you know you're only limited to like maybe one percent of like the knowledge of everything out there and there's like this 99 right and there's just so many different cool things that you don't even realize of how things work just really finding how things work and like if you're curious in something go down rabbit holes right and also just i guess like talk to smart people uh that's like the best way to learn things so no i think not, it's great cliche. no i think, like, I think that's good advice man it's it good advice it, it's just a cliche word, so. yeah awesome man awesome i appreciate your knowledge insight and wisdom and um it'd be exciting to see everything that you build yeah well, definitely let's let's definitely keep in touch so it should be pretty cool awesome man